This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Now we have in the studio our next guest with us. We've got uh, Bronwyn Coleman, who is the actor and artistic director, and Kathy Hunt, who is the director of a show. What a wonderful surname! <laughs> which is on a, sh- <laughs> which is a show at Chapel of Chapel from the twenty first of February to the third of March. Now, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. It's so great to be here. Happy Pride. Thank thank you so much. It's it's a great day to have that. Now, we might start off to our left with Bronwyn. Uh, Sorry, no, Bronwyn's on this side here. (laughs) Bronwyn, we might start with you, actually. If we can, um, before we talk about the show itself, we'd like to get a little bit of a background on our guests. So how did you get started in what you're doing now? Oh, We're- gosh. Oh, let's go way back. <laughs> <laughs> I started, oh, man, I started acting when I was about 18, which was really five or six years ago. Yeah, um, of course. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I say, it wasn't that long ago. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was m- many generations ago. I've been working in the industry for a long time. And I, so I went to film school here in Australia at the VCA. Okay. And then I moved to America and got my master's in acting for theatre at the Actor Studio Drama School. <gasps> Yes, really? I did. <laughs> Were you sitting in the audience at once? I certainly was. Wow. Yeah, I who? saw some amazing guests. Yeah. I saw the really iconic people like Sylvester Stallone, Tom Hanks. Wow. Um, I remember seeing, I, I think I was there for Julia Roberts. I'm just having a moment where I can't quite remember. But it, was, it was kind of a long time ago. But yeah, I saw some incredible people. Yeah. yeah, and I loved those interviews. They were great. And he, he was, I uh, can't remember the guy's name that did the interviews. Mm. I, I guess he's not around anymore. He, well, he was actually our, um, he was the dean of the school. Right. Um, but he had a background, a very, like, um, storied background mm. as a producer. And I think the part of the way that they got money to run the program was by doing this pro- program, which became super successful. And when we, or inside the actor's studio, it was called, and um, when we graduated, we were all given a box set of every um, oh. person who'd been interviewed while Whoa. we were there. Whoa. Yeah. I, I no longer have mine. Why? Um, oh, it- Travel. <laughs> I, I, honestly, in New York, you don't have any storage space. Well, some people do. The average- Pleb actor does not. <laughs> and um, yeah, at a certain point, I was just like, I'm never going to watch these. Gave them to someone. Oh, yeah. Now you regret No, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And here you are now, back here acting. Yeah. 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 So I will. I, so I worked as an actor in New York for about 12 years. Wow. And then in my early how, 30s. How, you know, like, how could you stay there? Did you uh, win a green card or something? No, I actually. Uh, well, my student visa had an internship visa oh, attached, okay. so okay. I could student work visa, for right. a year, yep. and then I got married, oh, so okay. I, I was able to get a um, permanent residency right. that way. Okay. Oh, yeah. brilliant. What yeah. brought you back here? Um, well, at the end of 2014, my mum got kind of a serious diagnosis, oh, okay. MND, um, motor neuron disease, which is a terrible disease, and when we heard about it, we wanted to come back and help out. So we moved very suddenly. By that time, we were actually living in Oakland. I had had a child and I was living with my husband in Oakland, um, just, you know, across the bridge from San Francisco. Um, And we just sort of just packed up and came back. Mm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Happy to be back? 
Yeah. I mean, when we first came back, we had horrible culture shock. Because <laughs> my husband is American. I had lived there at that point for 15 years, yeah. including, I reckon, my, like, formative years. Mm. So in my head, I think I was a New Yorker, but I sounded like an Australian. So I'd be very kind of, like, straightforward with people and brash and kind of very friendly. And we moved to this very tiny little country town, like, down towards the peninsula. And I think the people around were just like, what's wrong with this person? Why is she acting this way? <laughs> but you've settled back. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. We we weren't sure initially if we would stay. We thought we might just come and help out. But um, we both kind of just fell in love with it. So here mm. we are. It's a great place to live. We're very yeah, lucky. Yeah. Lucky. And uh, well, what's the, the role artistic director? So we have, oh, I have a theatre company, um, the Anthropocene Play Company. And our plays uh, include Cavemen that was at Chapel Off Chapel last year. And we did another play called Ignis, which was installed in a mansion um, that was in at Fringe in 2022. I think we did an interview on that. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> it's all a bit foggy in the mists of memory. But, yeah, so I think I did come in for that. Um, and, yeah, that's my theatre company. So right. this is a play with my theatre company. Right. And I have always directed the plays. But in my heart, I, I love acting. And I was thrilled to enlist Kathy Hunt <laughs> to direct this play so that I could have a go at acting here right. in Australia. Yeah. Kathy, right. give us a bit of background from you. Um, well, I have a great surname, Hunt. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have a fantastic middle name, Joy. <laughs> I'm um, a director and a dramaturg. I have been in Melbourne nearly 10 years. I came to Melbourne to study directing at VCA and never left. I liked it better than Sydney. Mm. Sorry, Sydney. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and I have been making lots of new work, so I've been thrilled to work on this play. I've seen some of Bronwyn's work. I saw the play in the mansion, moved to the tiny rooms and saw all the little scenes and um, saw Uncle Vanya that they did last year as well. But I'm thrilled to work on this one because it's a play that is from... Um, it was written in 2009. It's set in 2004. There's some great music in 2004. Been exploring the playlist possibilities. Uh, uh, what? Oh, um, my milkshake brings all the boys to hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, I also find um, Martha Wainwright's song, not sure if you can swear on Joy, but um, Bloody Motherfucking Asshole, quite right. a great song for this <laughs> this particular show. Um, also, it's just wonderful to work with a writer of the calibre of Andrea Cianove. Um, and it feels amazing to kind of go, 2004 was 20 years ago and here we are returning to this kind of imaginatively of a time that we lived through mm. to re-understand. Yeah, I mean, that, so that, that time is familiar, but then to go to a place um, like Massachusetts, um, so to think about what that Italian-American culture is in this like family, like this, these generations of people who are responding to the culture of America but also the culture of Italy Transported to America, mm, yeah, uh, which is so so strong in America. Yeah. It is here as, as well. well, especially in Coburg. Yeah, in <laughs> Coburg. Yeah. Uh, so where did where did it come from? This play, you know, like who who found it? Um, Bronwyn found it, right? Yeah. I, well, so I worked on a play. Um, Another play by the same playwright it was called Pretty Chin Up and that's when I lived in New York. It was at the Public Theatre and that was part of um, Labyrinth Theatre Company. Um, Phil Hoffman, Philip Seymour Hoffman and oh, um, John Ortiz okay. were the artistic directors at the time. And um, as a result of doing that show, I was asked to come up and, and, and visit their intensive, which is this super fun, um, like, 
uh, retreat they do at summertime every year. They go up to like an, a disused school camp and they just go up there and read plays and see new work. And so this was a very new draft that the playwright had written. This And this was in like, two, yeah, 2009, maybe a little earlier even. Um, and so we did a, a kind of reading of it and presented it. And the play was never actually premiered. Um, Andrea went off and, and, and she her writing career has really like exploded. Um, she works now, or she's working um, on a show called The Core for Netflix, which um, she's executive producing and also writing. And um, that's about the don't ask, don't tell policy um, in the military in the US um, okay. around, you know, gay people in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, as a theatre company, we're like, oh, it's so amazing to work with somebody like this. Um, last year, I was asked to submit a project for um, the new Ground Commission program, which was this thing that Bunjil Place was running in the city of Casey. Oh, yeah, yeah. And basically they were going to give five artists of any stripe, you could be any any type of artist, uh, some money to develop a project along the... I think the- we did a story on this oh, as really? well. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So the prompt was Borders and Boundaries. And this play is, you know, it's about immigrants, it's about intergenerational trauma, um, and I really thought it fit the bill. So we did this development, and then as a result of that, we were offered some time at chapel uh, coming up. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Cathy, just give us a bit of a pre- – you know, we, we vaguely know now from what you said earlier uh, – a bit of a premise of the story. Obviously, don't give too much no, away. No, I won't give too much away. Don't, don't, tell, so- <laughs> don't, don't tell us about the fact they all get hit by a semi-trailer <laughs> in the end and die. No, you don't or tell Or the us thing that. about the asteroid hitting <laughs> yeah, the house. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mention that. <laughs> so – you know when, like, someone in the family is dying and everyone has to return home? Yeah. So that's kind of the premise. The, okay. The grandmum, who has kind of had a saintly status in the family, very um, Roman Catholic, Italian family, is on her last legs and everyone is returning but people are estranged. So we have three sisters. We have um, Barbara, the oldest. We have Olivia and we have Gabrielle, the youngest, played by Bronwyn. So these three sisters and some of their children return back. But there's a lot of um, there's a lot of stuff that hasn't been said, mm. and the writer is very big on the idea that people are you know they're Italian American they shoot their mouth off they talk about you know like how frustrated they are with everyone else and how much they like wrecked their life but they won't say it to them mm. so the tensions build up and there's this kind of toxic stew burbling uh, okay but bitching about each other behind their back but there's yeah. actually a lot of um, there is genuine. There's genuine underlying massive fault lines in the family. So it's like the presence of the grandmum has exerted this kind of silencing force on all of them. And then as she's dying, that force is kind of dissolving. So um, the things that could start to spark start to spark. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's there's some plot points. There's there's some great characters. Um, There's a character of... Uh, there's a younger character in the family who has come out and there's been quite a lot of judgment around that. Mm. So the character of Joanne, she lives with her girlfriend. When she came out to her grandmother, her grandmother shut the door on her, went upstairs, oh. like as in just didn't say anything. And so this play, in this play, Joanne, who's about 30, is kind of going back to her grandmother's house, not sure if she's actually welcome to mm. come in. And there's a beautiful scene where... um she takes care of her grandmother with her other cousin, which I think a lot of, it's just an amazing act of kind of grace and forgiveness to a dying person. Brilliant. Sounds love. 
that whole family thing, I, I just all find very fascinating. And my family's so boring. You know, like we, all, we all sort of get on with each other, how boring. Um, That's so, why you're not an actor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's it called? It's called Seven Captiva Road. Right. That's obviously where the grandmother lives, where they've all gone back yeah, to. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where the home base is. So yep. the, that was the grandmother's house and her adult daughter had come back with her husband to live there when they lost their house um, right. as a result of medical bills, which is another thing that happens in America. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so they've all returned to this place. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Chapel of Chapel, as you said, um, and thank God for uh, – it was a grant that you got. Um, yeah, we, we we got some space, yeah. Right. Yeah, we're super, super lucky. Right. And yeah. when's it on? So it opens on the 23rd. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple of previews before oh, that. Do you want to save a little money? Well, the, it, technically the first tri- preview is the 21st. Okay. Um, oh, the opening is the 23rd. Okay. So right. that's when the okay. champagne shall be flowing. Oh, <laughs> Should you I'm like to there. enjoy that? <laughs> um, yeah, and it runs through March 3rd. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A fairly small season, isn't it? You know, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like, you know, like you guys, you put so much time and effort into putting a, a show on. You're both mm. nodding, and it, and it's bang, it's gone before before you know it. And um, it is is that a little bit frustrating for you? All the time and effort, you know, directing it, acting it, you know, like producing it. Uh, you know, like it needs to go on the road, doesn't it? You need to take yeah. it on the road, but of course you can't because you can't afford so to. It's so funny. I mean, when you're thinking from a producing standpoint, yeah. if you're looking at a show, and because this show has nine characters, oh, so it shall never cast. tour. Yeah. I mean, unless somebody sees it, you know, a ph- philanthropist who's like, yeah. here you go. Like, yeah. it for us to manage a tour would be super hard. Um, like, if we had like a snappy two hander, you could probably, yeah, give it a life beyond the run. But um, many of our plays, actually, maybe because we're an ensemble character and in my heart I always want to give everybody a a job, Mm. (laughs) all the actors a role, Um, but they all seem to have big casts. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's got to rethink. (laughs) A a one-woman show. Totally. Yeah, just me. Yeah, just you. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. What's it called again? Seven Seven Captiva Road. Road. And and when's it on? So it's on the 23rd until the 3rd with two previews from the 21st of February. Okay, and it's on at Chapel, Chapel of Chapel. Of Chapel. That's right. Thanks so much for coming in. Oh, Thank thanks you. for having us. Thank you so much. We'll be talking to Bronwyn Coleman and Kathy Hunt here on Joy 94.9 Sunday Arts Magazine. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.